0: The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on earth. He makes the wars to cease and ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth that not only speaks to our in, in somehow in our heads, but it's our hearts as our very soul, our very life. Move in us this day. Help me to speak your words what we need to hear this day. Well, Lord, I know as always there are things that you want to speak that go beyond anything I'm going to say here. And we want to say that we're listening, Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Help us in this. Help us today to cut a path through all the different voices and to hear your voice. Speak to each of us this day in your way and in your name, Jesus. Amen. And Psalm 46 starts out with that first verse, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth gives way. But that doesn't seem to be the way that things are going at this time in the world. As the world gives way to COVID-19 disease or coronavirus, as some say now I know some of you it's on your bulletin and what you expect was that we'd be part two of is this really worth fighting about although <laughs> this really could apply to that <laughs> in many ways uh, and uh, I was really thinking that we we're going to do part two spent all week working on it until Friday night when uh, the Lord just it you know wouldn't let it go. You need to address, you need to speak about this. And of course, I'd already done the work on the other message and, uh, you know, thinking, uh, I didn't really think it was going to pass, but I was just not sure. And it didn't stop. He just kept. So I needed to change things around, which means who knows what you're going to get this morning. Uh, Even I don't know to some degree, uh, obviously working on Saturday, uh, just to try to pull uh, this together. Uh, But knowing that this is something that that we need to address, and so here we go. And and I know that there is quite a variety of opinion of how much is true, and uh, in a sense, nobody fully knows all that is true because we keep getting updated about things. and, And there are those who think this is not anything worse than the common cold, and others who probably think what they have feared all their whole life has finally come to fruition. That's right the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) That's what, I mean, that's what we, you know, if any of you watch those movies, you know, it's these these things, that's how it all started. So there's probably some people that think that's what's happening. But in many ways, this is unprecedented. What's going on? And, And whether you think it's a very serious thing or whether you think it's very ridiculous, that does not change the reality that what we are living in right here on earth needs a godly response. That is, in a sense, fits with this God having God's 2020 vision in this year and seeing the world as God sees it. This virus has gone viral with a fear that's grabbing a hold of so many. Whether or not you believe that it is going to affect you physically, it is affecting people in other ways already. Not directly even. Even for those at some basic level that just, just looking for your basics at the store. Finding that some shelves really are empty. I just talked to some people yesterday that were just looking for something. They had to go to four different stores. It was a basic thing. They had to go for different stores, which, which, by the way, I know if you're looking for toilet paper, um, I, I just want to give you a little hint of where I'm pretty sure there might be some at the mall. It might be a little bit hard to get to, but, uh, you know, <laughs> find somebody who's good at that. It, it just, I, I'm joking. I don't know if it's at the mall. It's only 100 to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you don't know how that's going to go. You know, while there are many who are legitimately concerned about their very life, about their very life ending or one of their loved ones because of this, there is a sense that for many people life has stopped. Not necessarily all of us who are here, but some of you are teachers at school or are, are, are related. And, you know, we have a lot of CLP, CLA people as well as others who are involved in other in the education system. So life has stopped or been canceled, whether it's K through 12 schools or most of the colleges, or it's a large sporting event to the local sporting events, to concerts, to plays, even Uh, many of these that are bigger things. Now, not everything is canceled and not everywhere in the United States is the same thing happening. And oftentimes all we hear is just that which is canceled. For some, this is just inconvenience. Or it doesn't really even matter that much. But for those who depend upon it for their livelihood, fear can begin to set in. For others, a sudden closing Of schools even suddenly sending their kids back home can bring hardship on a family or even hardship to that child who doesn't need that much exposure there. There are places that have limited access and even locked down, even to the point of nursing homes and hospitals. Stock markets have had major losses unlike anything in recent times. And that may not matter to some, but there are those who, in their retirement, part of what their retirement is tied to and how long it's going to go is related to that. And so it is affecting people. There's some, maybe that's, it's not Wall Street you're concerned about, it's Main Street. Main Street where businesses and, and other in some places are having to see a slowdown or even a shutdown and we're not getting as much and this is connected to that one business and this and and there's a concern now in some ways we hear there's relief coming from the government but not everybody's feeling relieved are they some are unsure financially of what's going on or what's happening there's a fear And and let me say it and all those things that I just mentioned at the end of our service today We're going to take time to pray. Obviously, we've been asked uh, a, A national day of prayer has been set for today And so we're going to take some time of prayer at the end to pray for many of these that we've just talked about But in the midst of all of these things What the world needs more than ever is a godly response from the church that walks by faith and not by fear so no matter whether you feel like we shouldn't be in this situation or that we really are in this situation and all those kind of things, we can't sit in a corner and angrily grumble about it. We can't be going over and over rehearsing our conspiracy theories and, or standing around and debating whether we're overreacting, are we underreacting. What we cannot deny is the reality of the situation that we are in. And for some, that situation is more serious than others. We can't deny that it is something that is being divisive over issues and even splitting into politics. We don't need to get ourselves involved in civilian affairs when we need to recognize that we are soldiers of the cross and we are on a peacemaking mission. They should not be pointing this way and that way, but pointing everyone to Jesus. We need to get our focus to walk by faith and not by fear. What does that godly response look like? We're going to focus on two main things this morning. Uh, and you write these. some of you write these things down in your notes. And the first thing is that as God's people, we need to hold on to hope in him. As God's people, we need to hold on to hope in him. In fact, let's just repeat that together. We need to hold on to hope. Uh, well, uh, I uh, just just say this just just say repeat after me we need to hold on to hope what do we need to do and who do we need to hold on to there you go we need to hold on to hope in him we his church his people need to walk by faith not by fear Even as it deals with COVID 19 and and it not necessarily just that but all the effects and all the different things of what's going on and how it interacts with To remember joshua 1 9 Chapter 1 verse 9 have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid Do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go And where is it that we go? I mean for some where they go is just practical practices that can help make a difference That we should be willing to make an effort to guard not only our health but to stay healthy for others. And many of these things that have been mentioned and some of you have heard are practical health practices that we should be doing anyway. You know it's not a debate about there's some of these things that are not something about a debating of is this or is this not. These are just basic things that we should already be doing. Uh, And I probably should just say as we get started here, recognizing that what we've noticed so far in in a number of different places and even as it deals with churches and other places. That if you respond to this or if you don't respond. Or no matter how you respond. It will be wrong with some people. In some way. And that may be the way some of you feel today. We're welcome to have dialogue about this, but we've got to at least open the dialogue and recognize that it is affecting some people's lives, the reality. It is affecting. There are people here today who it has affected your life. We'll share at a later time some of the practices as we think about for the church, but we think personally using godly wisdom and your best judgment to decide about whether you're gathering together with others including whether you're here that decision is up to you especially if you're susceptible to the virus or high risk in some category uh, high risk not only to contract the disease but there are those who are at higher risk for it to be more deadly for them than for others uh, including the elderly immune compromised uh, those with chronic illnesses heart disease diabetes lung disease Weakened immune systems, breathing complications. There's those kind of things that you might be in a greater danger than others are, and you need to make that decision of what you're going to do and how you're going to handle that. Stewarding what God has given you, uh, not giving into temptation to jump off the Temple Mount, but as well not giving into fear. Even in isolation, by the way, if that's what some of you decide or some that are listening to this and aren't here, the messages will be on the website, on Facebook. The hope is that we can work out other ways for those who might find that need, that this is what they have to do. Uh, Maybe there are some that even have to self-quarantine. Other ways even, it would be great to somehow work out a video, but um, there are others that You know, we just need to make a decision to, if we're sick, to stay at home and not pass it on. Fever, flu, cold. It doesn't even have to have anything to do with COVID-19. It's just what makes sense not to pass that on. And if we can all agree that that's what we're going to do, then when somebody coughs in the service, we don't all head for the doors. Because they might have got something caught in their throat. They, you know, it might be an allergy. It could be any number of things that we not just give out, you know, obviously. And if you're going to cough again, it just makes sense. You cough to your elbow, you cough into Kleenex. I mean, this is stuff that I just wish that we would do to begin with and what we should. It's not just about this which can lead some people not to feel, again, not to feel at this time, to feel obligated that you've got to shake hands or give hugs. I know some of us, that's what we want to do, and I get that. I'm not going to stand at the back today and, and do that. But, you know, I know some apparently yesterday were practicing elbow bumps. I'm not sure how that's going to go. But, you know, those kind of things that whatever healthy practice, that you make that decision, uh, including, but, you know, one of the things you need to make a decision is wash your hands. I'm excited to finally put this in a message. I have no problem standing on a soapbox and preaching this because I have like for years been amazed and that is not really the word I want to use. Of people who do not wash their hands as they're coming out of even the restroom. It just, this is, again, it doesn't have to be what you think of COVID 19. It's just, this is what it should be so that we don't pass things on. In any way, I mean, we have hand sanitizers that are out there, but understand this: what they're telling us is the best and the first way to do it is soap and water. That's it. Hand sanitizers, even though there's a whole run on them, the best thing is soap and water. But to be able to do this and and to wash and actually wash, not to what we see, especially with some younger ones, just kind of throw our fingers underneath the water. And not use soap, and not the whole hand, and all those kind of things like this. Uh, it, you know, it, and it should take some time uh, to do that. These are just practical concerns, and I, I know some are like, "Well, I don't, uh, I don't know." Well, I know because this even deals with the flu, of which I had the privilege of getting both varieties this year, thank you to someone. Okay, and I had had the flu shot. So again, this is just common sense health. It's, it's, you don't have to blow this out of any proportion. It just, this is the way, just think about this. It, but even still, in all of these things, and I know that's what's talked about, but here's the problem is, is we put our hope If we put our hope and if we just follow healthy practices, then we'll all be fine. There's no guarantee of anything like that. And our hope ultimately is something that needs to be deeper. A hope that is in Jesus. The president of the Christian Missionary Alliance, John Stumbo, himself, who has dealt with life-threatening disease, an extended time of life-threatening disease, made a statement. We're going to watch part of that right now. Uh, that video, And then I'm going to stop at about four minutes in and encourage you to check that. But let's just see uh, this video here.
1: How does the church be the church in a time of global upheaval? As COVID-19 spreads across the globe, so does fear, concern, and opportunity. I'm breaking out of my monthly rhythm to share an additional message with the Alliance family today. I pray that you'll find it helpful. Just yesterday, I was in your inbox with my 12th of the month communication, but I'm coming back again today because this is an unprecedented moment in time. Rarely does the same news headline impact so many lives simultaneously. As I speak these words around the nation, offices are gathering together to decide how their state or municipality business or event will respond to the virus. Like dominoes falling one at a time Governors are banning large public assemblies, concerts, sporting events, trade shows, even weddings and funeral services are being banned, canceled, postponed, or minimized. Due to the rulings in some states, many, perhaps hundreds, of our Alliance churches aren't allowed to meet this weekend and the weeks that follow. Meanwhile, some of the ramifications of the decisions others have made have personal impact for many individuals. Families with at-risk loved ones watch headlines with growing concern. Retirement savings are evaporating, at least for the moment. Some may lose jobs, at least temporarily. The student's dream of a great sports season is put on hold. We could give many more examples, but what are we to make of such times? How are we as the church to respond? First, let me tell you how your national office is engaged with the broader Alliance family. Second, allow me to give a word of caution Third, I wanna offer a word of hope. And finally, I'll close with a personal reflection. On the national level, here in Colorado Springs, we're seeking to assist our churches, districts, and other entities. For example, some district conferences scheduled in upcoming weeks have had to cancel. Our legal counsel is assisting these districts so that they will be able to con- conduct needed conference business and vote remotely. Our Envision office has 21 interns on the ground right now and 40 more scheduled to head out in the next six months. And during that same time frame, 116 short-term teams made up of over 1,000 participants are scheduled to serve as well. These interns and teams are vital to our global work. Without them, on-the-ground ministries are hindered. So each situation is being given careful attention. Where is it appropriate to go? Where isn't it? When does the decision need to be made? How long can it be delayed? We don't want to shame anyone who chooses to withdraw while giving good information for making wise decisions. Some denominations are canceling all events and all travel. Our approach is to not make a singular decision, but rather take each event one at a time, ask appropriate questions, and apply good judgment based on the facts of the local situation. In recent days, some of our international events and most of our international travel has been canceled or delayed. On the domestic side, some events have been postponed or canceled, and we're evaluating all other events on a case-by-case basis. In evaluating an event, we're considering factors such as localized infection rates, strategic impact, projected attendance at the event, local restrictions, opportunity for remote meetings, On the list goes. We don't wanna be reactionary, just another domino in the tumbling chain, but we're prayerfully weighing each decision about each event. So as of today, the National Conversation Tour continues. I'll be in Florida next week and in the Midwest soon thereafter. The Sikh Conference scheduled for Puerto Rico next weekend is still on, as is the National Conversation being held there. Yet Envision had to cancel an upcoming summit, and Caleb and Company's retreat. Our event for retired missionaries chose to cancel, not because they were concerned about gathering together, but their concern was about the possible impact upon returning to their retirement communities upon others. The CMA is not only churches, mission efforts, and events. We're also camps, conference centers, colleges, and retirement communities. We're seeking to assist from our office, as board meetings are being shifted to Zoom calls, retirement communities are enacting appropriate protocols, and on the list goes from ministry to ministry as leaders are seeking to make wise decisions. At present, our office...
0: Op- I'm going to stop it there. It, um, it's about 12 minutes altogether. And what I want to do is encourage, if you haven't already listened to it on Facebook uh, or Uh, you can go to cmalliance.org and watch that and look. It'll be right there to be able to do that as he goes into some other things about hope and something that makes it uh, at the end quite surprising and quite real as it deals with uh, all of this. Um, But the sense is that as you've heard from him and what we are trying to do is to prayerfully consider and make appropriate response To not just be reactionary. To make sure that we're holding on to hope that is in Jesus. And not hope in everything else. Our hope is in the Lord. And and it's always there. And even if every bad news scenario that we hear out there comes true. It does not change the fact that our hope is in him. He will lead us through. Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That hope that hope deals with, with so many different areas, whether it's healing as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, and it's always been that. In the Christian Missionary Alliance, we talk about not just Jesus as our Savior and as our sanctifier, but we talk about Him as our healer. And that in no way is somehow promising that if you just hope in God, you won't get sick. Because we don't always know the purposes of God but we do know the power of God he is able and we keep that in mind and that as our hope is in him our hope even in death even if this at the worst case scenario none of us are guaranteed tomorrow it doesn't have to be this thing but there is a guarantee that can be received for eternity. I realize that there are some religious people at times like this that say they have a hope of heaven, but it's more like a wish. I kind of wish. I'm kind of hoping. And yet, first John chapter five, verse 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life so that you may know that word. No, is not like I hope so, or I think so, or I'm 80% sure. So it is, I know 100% sure with no uncertainty. Let me ask a question I've asked more times than I can even count. Have you come to a place in your spiritual life where you know for certain if something were to happen to you today that you would go to heaven? And there's a difference between saying, I hope so, and I know so. God wants you to know so. And not just you. And maybe you're here today, and you're not the one. It's the one who stayed home. It's the others that maybe have fear, and in, in a number of other other areas that need to be let known. This, as we commit ourselves to Jesus as Savior and Lord, then what is true in Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-five? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or sword? And in parentheses, it's just my thing. I just threw in there, or coronavirus, right? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are guarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Our hope is in him. And it's times like these that we find out whether all we got is just religion or we've got a real relationship with Jesus Christ that is built upon the solid rock of faith. For Jesus is the hope of all our needs that we walk by faith and not by fear. As we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added to us. We read in Matthew chapter six. In fact, in that earlier in Matthew chapter six, before the verse 33 that I just mentioned, we see in verse 25, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink or about your body or what you wear it is not life more than food and the body, more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Let us walk by faith and not by fear. If not a faith that is an excuse for foolishness, but it's also not a place for fear either. We know in Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. Now look at that up there. I mean, you can look at it in your Bibles as well, but I mean, you look at that up there. here's the thing if you have got fear or anxiety towards this if you've got fear you know that it did not come from god it says right there if you got fear it did not come from god he has not given us a spirit of fear As we do this, we're trying to monitor sources, the reputable sources, CDC, state, local, and all that, even looking at general statements that are kind of in the background, like not wanting gatherings of 250 or more people, which is part of what happened probably last night with my wife and some others even here who went to see, went to the Barrow Theater and saw Anna Green Gables. Well, they can hold more, but they were limiting it to 200. Now, that's not 250, but you got the people in the cast and extra people that might come in uh, beyond the 200. Um, and, uh, and so it, it's within that. It still happened. They were watching that. By the way, we don't come close to that <laughs> 250 uh, unless there's some revival that takes place here. And then we'll work with that, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. Our district, leader is, uh, district leadership has been in contact with us about this. You know, just on Friday, uh, they've been closely monitoring. And, and when you talk about district leadership and uh, um, Christian Mission Alliance, the district, district office in Punxsutawney, many of you know Brad Sickler used to be pastor here. He's one of those district officials that is there, uh, as well as our superintendent, district superintendent, Reverend Noggle. And, and I'm going to share... A little bit later, some parts of uh, the letter that was sent to us, but I just want to mention the bold. There is one thing that was bolded in this letter, and, he sa- and it says this, after explaining a lot of things. Uh, With this in mind, this is from our district leadership. With this in mind, at this point, we are recommending that regular Sunday services continue as scheduled, while at the same time exercise discretion in order to mitigate the spread of illness. Within this is there is a discretion for each individual church to decide what's best in their context and what's going on. And we continue to do it. Things are constantly changing. Uh, We want to have a responsible response in faith and not react in fear. Uh, And there may not be a lot of time. Better recognize this. uh, Kind of like if the Lord wills. Things change suddenly. You know, how many of us, uh, no matter what you think, how many of you thought that we were going to be here? It was going to get to this point. There are a lot of people that like, this was completely surprising. So we don't know what's going to happen. And so we're going to continue to work with that and know that just, you know, quickly there may just be a word that gets out. Which means if you do have not updated I know uh, something was sent out to everybody. If you haven't updated your contacts, please do that. If you need to do that through the things that are right there in the rows, a little pieces of paper to fill that out, do that. Um, We want to be able to be able to uh, get the word out and we will be sending some things out uh, to you, you know, about whatever may happen because it may come down that there is no choice. It may be that just things need to be modified in some way. We don't know. Uh, Right now we're here and um i understand in all these things we we hear these things it, it causes for some anxiety which again anxiety fear they're cousins uh one of the problems we have at least some of have the problem that they start to feel that way because things are getting out of your control either things are getting out of our control in the world this is way out of control Some would say or in your own life just feeling like it's out of control But that's just a feeling It's just a feeling like it's out of control because We were never in control to begin with All right, oh somewhere we've got to grasp that the good news God is still in control in fact, I know in our D6 and our, our uh, Kingdom Builder classes with the children, youth, and, and, and the one adult class that meets in here, that was supposed to be the theme today. God is in control. He's still on the throne. Verses like this. God reigns over the nations. God is served seated on his royal throne the lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all or psalm 103 verse 19 none of this and I, that doesn't say it. none of this is taking god by surprise this was true in previous plagues uh, other great trials and tribulations like those who have gone on before us by the way that last part was not psalm 10319 it's where i have the little dashes again Quickly did it, where it says, The Lord, Psalm 103 is, The Lord has established his throne in heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. We think through these kind of things. We need to hold on to hope that's in him. But there's more to it that we're called to as we think about this. As God's people, we need to pass on a peace that surpasses understanding. As we walk by faith and not by fear, it is a great opportunity for us to share. Not just the truth of god's word, but to share what is true You know, sometimes people just feel like we're just sharing truth. We're just sharing. Okay. Here's what god's word says But they're not seeing it in our lives Here's the opportunity for those who do not have the same hope for those who do not have the same peace Where this is not affecting you but for others it is out there And for us to show in the midst of this, it's not just truth. It's true in our lives be able to show that we, do not, we are not anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is real. If you've never experienced that as a Christian, we need to talk because this is real, but it's not real to countless of people that are out there. We need to pass it on. Here's a bigger part of the communication received from the district office as it deals with some... Oh, uh, I would never know what it's going to look like. I will read it if you're having trouble. Again, it just started on Saturday, so... Uh, please understand that this is a rapidly... This is from our district superintendent and district office. Please understand this is rapidly evolving story, and we have been paying close attention to the events as they have unfolded over the past few weeks. We felt today was the right moment to communicate with you and pass on some encouraging recommendations. We would like to begin by emphasizing that while appropriate concern is valid, there is no cause for us to panic or experience undue anxiety. Our God is faithful. We placed our trust and our confidence in the sovereign rule over our lives. Rather than be marked by fear, this is a season where our faith has potential to make a lasting impression on people and communities. Please join us in praying that instead of giving into unnecessary fear, the body of Christ will be unleashed to work in unusual ways among the churches of our district in order that men and women will know true healing, peace, love, and the presence of Jesus as we walk with his unprecedented path together. By joining the efforts of our communities in dealing with the current health crisis, we have an opportunity to express how much we love them and care about their well-being as well as the foundation of belief that God is still in control. Even if typical church calendars are altered temporarily, we have the freedom to pray for our leaders, medical professions who are most vulnerable and many who have contracted who have contacted the coronavirus. We can seek ministry opportunities like checking in on neighbors and friends, delivering food and other necessities, using social media to communicate loving concern. It is our prayer that these days will be filled with the glorious opportunities for the name of Jesus to be lifted up and glorified. May his presence be keenly felt in western Pennsylvania and around the world. This is not the time for the church to run and hide, but for the church to rise up and help. For us to live out our faith in a way that will impact the world around us. Now, there are those who... Uh, When you talk about this, this is what the church needs to do. Even today, there's still those who say, yeah, you're right. That's what the church said. That's what you guys need to do. You guys? You guys? First of all, there's only one guy if you're going that way. But that's not what the church is. Whenever you hear that's what the church needs to do, you understand, or even if you say it, you're talking about you. We are the church. You are the church. And we have a responsibility, each and every one of us before God, to have a godly response that will make a difference. Not only in our own lives to draw near to God, but to uh, find that as you draw near to others, you can help them. There are those who, uh, in their absence, if in, in some places, in, in some states, it's not here, but if it were to happen, there are those who, in an absence, out away from the body of Christ, when it meets together, That for them, nothing happens between them and God unless they're here. Now, that shouldn't be. But that's reality. That for some people, this is it. And recognizing that and how we not only make sure that we're concerned about somebody physically, but we're concerned about them spiritually. We're concerned about them emotionally as it deals with this. To be concerned about the whole person. And what's going on. This is not just those in the family of God. And obviously for if you're in a life group. Life group needs to be the first offense. You guys need to got have each other's backs. That's what it's about. And it may be for some of you saying. You know this might be a good time for us to get involved in a life group. Or to even start our own. And you know please talk with us about that. To help you to get that going There are others out there who don't know where to turn And in part that's a reason to keep the doors open and at least in whatever way we can Because there are those who are looking for help Who knows but for such a time as this It has all come about to bring a revival in the church so that we can go forth in peace with his peace you know, in all our debates of all the disappointment that, that has been, dis, whether we were discussed about what's happening or whether we're discouraged, let's not miss the wake-up call. That could be from God for us, the church that needs to wake up first before the world and then to go to welcome the opportunity. Instead of just welcome the opportunity for some people, oh, I get to skip school. I get to skip work. I get to skip this. Uh, and oh, and then we just hide away our light under a bushel basket somewhere as individuals. We're just going to wait it out. And the church doesn't intervene in the lives even of your own neighbors. Matthew 5:16 in the same way let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and give glory to the father who is in heaven. We can't do everything but we can do something. And sometimes being that bridge even to what it to what might be needed instead of just building walls. You know uh, Jesus says in John, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Not, let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. Here's the thing. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Not just a peace, but my peace. We have been given his peace. And it's not just so that we can keep it to ourselves and hunker down somewhere. But a peace that we would pass on a peace that should just overflow from us onto other people around us that are going to have that need. And it may be hard for you to believe that for some of you that there are people who really are upset and fearful, but they are. And to come alongside and to bring that peace, to pass that on, this is, and understanding, and I know some people will think, well, it's just going to be for a couple of weeks. Did we ever think it was going to be this? How do we really know? And even if it is just for a couple of weeks, it could make an eternal difference in someone's life by us being the church that passes the peace on to those around us. Let us be concerned with those that we should be concerned about to begin with. Those who are vulnerable in our society that we should already be helping and working. Whether it's the elderly, especially widows, or though you know, are we in communication with those? Are there some that have found that they have to? I, be more isolated than you get out there to get medicine or to get food or whatever Are we are we checking on others in need that physical concern not just those who have physical concerns But those who have other kinds of concerns that we can bring peace to Even even if there becomes a point where there is isolation that has to happen like has happened in some states To recognize that there are some people that it's not going to affect them physically It may not affect them spiritually but them having to isolate affects them mentally and emotionally when they're already struggle with depression. And you know some of those people. We need to be not just thinking about ourselves. We need to be thinking about others at a time like this. And, and it may be for those with kids and families, schools canceled and whether it's uh, the issue of what to do about child care or the issue of those who are looking, uh, had in the school, had provided them breakfast in school, provided them lunch. There are things that are within our community that are that are available and going to the community services of Anango County. Look that up. I have some information here if that's something that's a need uh, for you as you think about this, uh, or you know people who, who do, that, that, that still. The plan is just meet those kind of needs. Um, in the midst of everything that's going on, we want to help people in what's happening. And, and one of the ways I think that we might be able to help people to go from panic to peace is to push the stop button on some things. Because there's some that are just social media and every, all their information comes from that, And not from necessarily uh, sources that you should be looking at. And for all that matters, even news. It's the news media. You're listening, listen, listen. And all we're doing is people are getting more and more riled up. How about instead of open up the newspaper sometimes, I'm not saying we ignore that stuff. But how about we open up the Word of God and find the peace that comes from the truth And we direct others to find that peace through the Holy Spirit to set us free from this. This is a unique opportunity for such a time as this. Um, Let's not isolate ourselves in our own little world in, in uh, and I know there's some that are going to have to be quarantined, may have to be quarantined, those kind of things. But still, even in that, you can make phone calls and there are things that happen. Let's not forget that we had a Savior, we have a Savior who, when He walked the earth, walked amongst those healing the sick, even those who had leprosy. We are now His hands and feet. Uh, even as I preach this, I'm not naive enough to miss the fact that both myself and my wife or at greater risk of coming in contact with somebody who may have the virus just because of the amount of people that we need, that we come alongside, that we help, not just within the church, but outside the church, that we're constantly. But you know what? Throughout history, throughout history, and I don't have time to get into history, listen, but there have been great times of need where the church has stepped up, in times of plague when right before that the church had been persecuted and yet when every healthy person left that town and left those areas the church stayed with those who are plague-ridden Christians to help it wasn't easy there was a cost we don't have to be reckless without taking precautions but to be a Christ follower means that we are not about living a safe, comfortable life while we wait for the bus to take us to heaven. Being a Christian is about taking up the cross, denying ourselves, and taking faith-filled risks for the cause of Christ. To be able to pray, as Psalm 56 says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. God, whose word I praise, and God I trust, I shall not be afraid. I saw this quote. A.W. Tozer says today, a scared world needs a fearless church. Worship team, come on up. Worship team is going to lead us in a song, and then we're just going to take a few moments of prayer together for each of these needs. Father, lead, help us to recognize what our response is. Whatever we may think about what's going on for some people, the reality is they are living by fear and not by faith. Help us to see the opportunity for you to move and reviving your church and awakening the people around us. You have us here for such a time as this. Let us respond as you would, Jesus, in your name.